Hey kids, welcome back to another week of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James. It's really good to be here with you guys. James, what's um, something fun that you've been doing during quarantine? Well, definitely movies, TVs, all that, you know, shows, all that sort of thing. Uh, but I think one of the things I've been enjoying is just getting to do stuff that I've actually been doing for a really long time, but maybe just had a little bit more time for them. So I'm learning some languages and I've been reading the Bible, looking for some some specific things that I've been wanting to learn about. And some of this stuff I've been doing for ages, but it, it's just I've had a little bit more time to do it. And actually made me think about the kids that if there's stuff that they've always wanted to try or something, you know, sometimes it's good just to start it. You can just do a little bit now and over the years as you grow and get bigger, you just get little bits and pieces here and here. Uh, but, you know, by the time you've been doing it for a while, you really get some good stuff stored up. And so that's been good for me. Yeah, that's awesome. My thing at the moment has been um, going back to painting. I absolutely love painting. I'm not very good at it, but I love watercolours and I've had a lot of fun just creating and being playful and not worrying if it comes out perfect or not, but just having lots of fun with it. And I like to look at this quarantine time at the moment as, I guess, a really long Sabbath. Um, So at the moment we're in a really big time of rest actually, and it's almost forced rest, which um, adults often need. And so I've just been really enjoying taking the time to do lots of fun things. And something else that I'm going to try and challenge myself to do is learn some sign language. Because there's actually a lot of people that I come into contact with who are deaf and I have no way of communicating with them. So that's a little challenge I'm going to set for myself this week. That would be pretty cool, actually, because you could have a, a Zoom meeting with somebody who is deaf, but you could still communicate with by doing sign language over Zoom. That'd be awesome. That'd be heaps good. So I know, I remember how to do Jesus because Kirsty um, often teaches us in preschool how to do the sign language of Jesus. So I'm off to a good start, but I need to learn a little bit more. All right, that sounds like fun. Well, I look forward to hearing more about how that goes. So James, uh, do you know what's coming up today? I do. I think that we, we're going to get into some, to some story time now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're going back to the book of Luke. And following on from that, we're hearing from a very furry special guest. And we will finish up with answering some listener questions about the book of Genesis. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. I've seen the, uh, the question. I've got a, we've had a sneak preview. We mentioned that it was a good one last week, and I'm looking forward to answering it this week. Me too. Let's get started. All right, kids. So this week in Storytime, we are going on with the Gospel of Luke. Like Ash said, we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 21. We're going to be reading from the CEV version again. In chapter 1, we heard about how Mary was pregnant. uh, And in chapter 2, we get the actual birth story of Jesus. Now, this is a story that we're used to hearing at Christmas time. But back when Jesus was born, it wasn't a Christmas story. It was just the story of how God came into the world. And that's something that we can learn from from and look at all year long. Uh, So Ash, I believe you're going to read for us from verses 1 to 21, but uh, but first you might have some recommendations for what kids can be doing while they listen. Is that right? Yeah, sure do. So on the parents' Facebook page, there's some activity sheets that you can print off and color in while you listen to the story. Or if you want to be a little bit more creative, maybe you'd like to draw a picture of the story as you hear it. So let's get started with reading. We're again reading from the CEV Bible. We're going to do Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 21. 
time Emperor Augustus gave orders for the names of all the people to be listed in record books. These first records were made when Quirinus was governor of Syria. Everyone had to go to their own hometown to be listed, so Joseph had to leave Nazareth in Galilee and go to Bethlehem in Judea. Long before Bethlehem had been King David's hometown, and Joseph went there because he was from David's family. Mary was engaged to Joseph and travelled with him to Bethlehem. She was soon going to have a baby, and while they were there, she gave birth to her firstborn son. She dressed him in baby clothes and laid him on a bed of hay, because there was no room for them in the inn. That night, the fields near Bethlehem, some shepherds were guarding their sheep. All at once an angel came down to them from the Lord, and the brightness of the Lord's glory flashed around them. The shepherds were frightened, but the angel said, Do not be afraid. I have good news for you, which will make everyone happy. This very day in King David's hometown, a Saviour was born for you. He is Christ the Lord. You will know who he is because you will find him dressed in baby clothes and lying on a bed of hay. Suddenly, many, of an many other angels came down from heaven and joined in praising God. They said, Praise God in heaven, peace on earth to everyone who pleases God. After the angels had left and gone back to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us about. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and they saw the baby lying on a bed of hay. When the shepherds saw Jesus, they told his parents what the angel had said about him. Everyone listened and was surprised. But Mary kept thinking about all of this and wondering what it meant. As the shepherds returned to their sheep, they were praising God and saying wonderful things about him. Everything they had seen and heard was just as the angel had said. Eight days later, Jesus' parents did for him what the law of Moses commands, and they named him Jesus, just as the angel had told Mary when he promised that she would have a baby. Ash, that was beautiful reading. Thank you. Now, tell me, Ash, as you were reading through that passage, uh, what, what jumped out at you? What did you find interesting? What did you want to talk about from this passage a little bit? I think what really stood out to me was the fact that the angels were sent to speak to the shepherds. And I was thinking while reading it, why shepherds? It almost is just such a, a strange group of people to go and tell about the birth of Jesus first. These are the first people to hear it and they're hearing it directly from God's messengers. And I was thinking, why not the religious leaders or rich mm. people or people who had some kind of power in society? And I think what I've come to the conclusion of, and I want to know what you think, James, is that this is such a great reminder that God sent Jesus for all people, not just for people who we think are good or important or worthy. You know, the fact that Jesus died to save you and to save me absolutely blows my mind. This God is the God of the entire world. He's all powerful. He's everywhere. He knows everything. And yet he chose us. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. And it, I think it's such a good thing for the kids at home to think about because there might be times when they are thinking, you know, I'm still little, I'm not a grown up yet. You know, they might think I'm not the most popular kid in school. They might think that they're not the smartest in class or something like that. And you know what, that may or may not be true, but it doesn't matter when it comes to God and his love for us mm. because he sent Jesus to die for all of us. And when he came uh, into this world, the even the, when we think about it, the people he chose to, to change the world, to be his number one guys, they were fishermen and tax collectors and sinners and people that nobody else looked at and thought that they were yeah. anything special. And the shepherds are just another great example of where God picks the sometimes the least expected people to be the ones who are going to uh, serve him and that they are going to know him. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. And so, James, what did you get out of that passage? Well, a similar sort of thing, actually, thinking about the shepherds and the way that they hear this message. Because when they come and they see the baby Jesus uh, in the manger there, they are, are struck by the fact that what God and what the angels have told them is true. And the next thing they do is they go out and they start telling people. Mm. And I was just thinking that's really interesting because last week we saw Zechariah when he was able to speak again, how he praised God for what he was doing. And then we see the shepherds this week, they see the good news of the baby Jesus arriving uh, and they want to tell people about it. And then it got me thinking about the disciples after the resurrection where the women at the tomb and the disciples find out that Jesus is risen and they just want to go out and start telling people. And it's just something about really consistently when we see Jesus come into this world, come back from the dead, uh, that we, you know, the response that we're meant to have is that man, we're going to tell people about this. This is such good and exciting news. And even though, you know, we're quarantined at the moment, we're in isolation, uh, kids are going to be going back to school this week in some sort of, or in, in a couple of weeks in, in a limited capacity. And it's good for us to remember, Hey, we, we've got the best news in the world. And it's a great thing that we can tell people about that. Yeah. That's such an awesome point. I love how openly um, all the people in the Bible praise God. And it's just such a good reminder that we should be overflowing with joy and praise for God also for all the amazing things he's done for us. Okay, everyone. Well, it's now that time of the week where we have a special guest join us for a little bit. And this week, we've got our good buddy Norbert, and he's going to be having a chat with somebody else that you guys know, Julie. So we're going to hand it over to you guys now. Have fun. Hi, guys. Oh, hi, everyone. Thanks for letting Julie and I come on the podcast and chat. I've been really missing everyone. I never see my friends. Yeah, it gets a bit lonely sometimes, doesn't it, Norbs? But at least you've got me. Yep, I never get to see any of my friends. Oh, harsh, Norbs. Hey, Julie, I've got a joke for you. Knock, knock. Who's there? Nobody. We're not allowed to visit anyone at the moment. Oh, dear. Poor Norbs. Well, let's think about different ways that you can um, see people so that you're not so lonely. Maybe you could go for a walk and wave to people and say hi when you pass them. No, that won't work. What? Why not? Haven't you ever noticed, Julie, I have no legs? Ah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, what about Zoom? Yeah, that's fun. Sometimes we do it for school or sometimes I just hang out with my friends. Great. Maybe you could FaceTime people. Oh, yeah. I talked with Nanny and Poppy on FaceTime yesterday. That was so good. I showed them my belly button fluff collection. Um, I bet they love that, Norbs. Uh, can you think of any other ideas? Well, 
every Wednesday I see my friend Little Nudge. Is that Colin Buchanan's friend? Yeah, that's the one. He's the one who got me collecting belly button fluff in the first place. So how are you catching up with Little Nudge when you can't go and visit? Every Wednesday at five o'clock, Colin does a live at-home concert for free and Nudge says hi too sometimes. We all have a sing-along with our favourite Colin songs and we talk about God and how he's in control. Sometimes Colin isn't very good at technology. Last week, he thought he'd turned his phone off and started doing crazy tambourine practice, but his phone was still recording. It was so funny. (laughs) That sounds like a great thing to do, Norbs. Um, Maybe the other kids could watch too. How would they find it? It's on Colin's Facebook page. And if you miss it, you can watch it again any time. Awesome. Kids, check it out. Colin at home, 5 o'clock every Wednesday on Facebook. Thanks so much, Norbert. It's always great to have you on the show. And uh, thank you so much for your kid spot the other week too. That was fantastic. I got so much out of that. He's a multi-talented guy. You know, different mediums could be in person, could be, you know, over a podcast, could be on film. Just just a talented, talented guy. An all-rounder, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's now time for our question of the week. And this week's question comes from Safi Ham from the Flames Group. And it sounds like from her question that Saf has been spending some time reading from the book of Genesis. So let's take a listen to her question. My questions are, why are Adam and Eve naked and where is the Garden of Eden now? So James, maybe we'll just start with the first question. Why were Adam and Eve naked? Yeah, well, it's a really interesting thing, is it? Because it's not what we expect. We 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 find out about God creating Adam and Eve, uh, and at the end of chapter two, it tells us that they were naked and they weren't ashamed, which is very different from how most of us would feel now if we were naked around somebody else. But there's something in that last bit that uh, the Bible tells us about how they were unashamed, and that kind of gives us a hint as to why they were naked. Because when you're naked when like when you're a little kid and you're not worried about being naked around anyone it's because you don't know any better you just you know don't even think about it and if uh somebody gets married later on there they could be naked with somebody because again there was somebody that they trust and they're not afraid about being seen that way and there's something about adam and eve being created in a place where they were unafraid and they weren't ashamed and they didn't have anything to hide not just physically but in their hearts as well there was no sin there was nothing to be guilty about there was nothing to be embarrassed about and so i think that god created adam and eve naked to show us what that looked like now my guess is is that if adam and eve had gone out and done what god had wanted them to do and that was to uh take care of all the earth they would have gone out and they would have found places that were much colder than the garden of eden and that they might have needed to you know shear some of those sheep and make themselves some woolen socks and and all sorts of things like that. So we don't know if they were going to stay naked, but we know that the reason that God created them that way was to show the innocence and the fact that they had nothing to hide. And it's really interesting that when they do sin, the first thing that they do is realize that they're naked. And when sin comes into the world and all of a sudden there is something to be embarrassed and ashamed about, they try to cover themselves up. So I think that the answer to that question is they were naked because God wanted to show us that that's what it looked like when he made them. They were 
they had no reason to be embarrassed or to feel guilty or to be ashamed. And that went all the way to even being naked in front of somebody else, which normally today would be like, oh my goodness, I would never do that. That's so true. And the only other thing I thought I would add to that is that um, this section of Genesis really actually already points us towards the need for Jesus. And this is the very first book in the Bible. You know, we don't even know about Jesus coming yet until um, until the mention of um, God sending someone to crush the serpent's head. So the fact that all the way back here, there's, there's a need for a savior and there's a need to be, let's use the word clothed, right? Because we're talking about nakedness and the need to be covered in some kind of sense. So in the New Testament, we see a lot of language used around clothing ourselves so there's phrases like clothe yourselves with christ jesus or to put on love and all of this language has this kind of symbolism of dressing yourself you imagine that you're literally you know if if jesus is a is a t-shirt then you're pulling on jesus and you're wearing him and you're representing him and he's covering your shame and the shame comes from our sin and from disobeying god and being separate from him and not being able to have a relationship with him And then because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, if we believe in him, we have no need to feel shame for our sin because Jesus has paid for it. Imagine you're wearing Jesus as your t-shirt, you are covered, your sin is forgiven, and you feel no shame. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? It's there in that original Genesis story as well, because what, what does God do? for Adam and Eve when they are ashamed and they're naked, they try to cover themselves up with some leaves and that doesn't work. God takes an animal and makes clothing for them from that. And that's the way that he covers them. And that's a a little hint that one day there's going to be another sacrifice. And through that sacrifice, God is going to cover our sins and he's going to clothe us uh, so that we don't need to be embarrassed or ashamed anymore. So great question, Saf. That was the first one. And, And what was the second question again there, Ash? The second question was, where is the Garden of Eden now? Ah, yes. Classic question. You, re- you read about the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve get kicked out. But what, what happens to the garden? Where to go? We're told that there is an angel there who's now guarding it to stop us from getting back in. And here is my deeply sophisticated, fancy, super educated response to this question. The answer is, we don't know. Uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> We're definitely not allowed back in, uh, but something really significant happens in chapters six through nine of the book of Genesis. Can you remember what that is, Ash, the big thing that happens there? I think it might be the flood with Noah. Yes, that's right. It's the flood. And we're told that the flood goes across the whole earth and that uh, probably changed everything as to what the world looked like and what was where and all that sort of stuff. So if the Garden of Eden was still on earth after Adam and Eve got kicked out. Uh, The odds are is that that was submerged just like everything else. Uh, And maybe it's gone. Maybe it's moved. The truth is we just don't know. But here's, here's the important thing. That longing that we have to see the Garden of Eden, that's a good longing that, you know, we have that desire to see that place where it's perfect and we have everything that we need and we're safe. uh, And even to return to what it was like for Adam and Eve to be without sin when they were first created. And the good news is, is that God promises us that he is going to come back again through Jesus and that he is going to remake this world and create a new heaven and a new earth and that every believer who is trusting in Jesus will get to be put back in that place again. It's not just going to be a garden though. We're given this picture of there being a city. We're given this picture of a whole new world. And so when we think about 
where's the Garden of Eden? The truth is we don't know, but the super good news is, is that there is a new Eden coming when Jesus returns and we're going to get to be uh, there with Jesus forever if we believe and trust in him. So can you see what I did there, Ash? I, I took a, a simple question about where something was. I said, I don't know, but it's really cool what the Bible does teach us about the good things to come. Yeah, That's, that's fancy theological maneuvering there. <laughs> that's what all those years of training and multiple degrees are for. <laughs> multiple degrees. That's right, Ash. I don't get enough credit for that. Thank you, people. I appreciate it. <laughs> wraps up another week of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. I don't know about you, James, but I'm feeling so full at the moment. I love spending time in God's Word, and I actually was feeling a little bit low this morning and now feel like I'm in a much better headspace and more energy to go out for the rest of the day. Yeah, it's amazing how often that works, where even uh, if I'm not feeling that great myself, I, I get there, I start talking about the Bible, I start talking to somebody else about it, and you know, yeah, it's like a shot in the arm. All of a sudden, I'm excited again. The, the, the good news of the gospel just continues to encourage us and, and fill us with hope and all the good things that God wants us to have. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think we should maybe finish up with praising God and spending some time in prayer, thanking Him for all the awesome things He's done for us. Awesome, let's do it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you love us. Thank you that you have given us the Bible so that we can learn about you and about your son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much that you sent Jesus, your own son, to die on the cross for our sins so that we can have a relationship with you and be saved. Lord, we are sorry for the times that we don't trust you. And we pray that you would fill us with the confidence and trust in you even when life is hard and even when we are unsure what will happen tomorrow and lord we pray that you would help us this week to praise you for your amazing love through singing through praying and through spending time learning about you lord and it's in jesus name we pray amen amen well Thanks, ash kids. thank you again and thank you kids for listening uh, I, like we said, we're, we're just super excited. We love doing this for you guys and we'd love to hear from you. So if you have questions, if you have uh, prayers that you would like to share with us, we would love to hear from you guys. Ash, do you want to give us the details again for how they can do that? Sure do. So in the show notes of this episode, there is a link that you can click on and right there you can record your question or your prayer and send it straight off to us parents. It is so, so easy. It will take you less than five minutes to set it up for the kids. So please get uh, ready to send in those questions or parents if you want to let us know um, how you guys are going and some of the things that your family has been doing. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Yeah, and maybe even if there are any kids out there that are too shy to record something themselves, maybe mum and dad could send in a question on your behalf and mum and dad could ask it uh, for you. We'd be happy to receive a question that way too. Absolutely. We love to hear from you in any shape or form. And with that, kids, uh, we will sign out for this week and looking forward to chatting with you again next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.